Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which starts in a little over a week. Then we'll discuss two topics of the week. First, we'll take a deeper look at revisions to earnings estimates by analysts for S&P 500 companies for the third quarter. Second, we'll take a deeper look at earnings guidance issued by S&P 500 companies for the third quarter. But first, let's look ahead to growth expectations for the third quarter for the S&P 500. Overall, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 2.9% as of today, compared to the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate of 9.8% back on June 30th. If 2.9% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the third quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth rate for the third quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to continuing macroeconomic headwinds, including declining GDP and higher costs. At the sector level, four of the 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 116% and the industrial sector at 24%. On the other hand, seven sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the communication services sector at negative 13% and the financial sector at negative 12%. The estimated net profit margin for the S&P 500 for the third quarter is 12.2%, which is above the five-year average of 11.3%, equal to the previous quarter's net profit margin of 12.2%, but below the year-ago net profit margin of 12.9%. Looking ahead, analysts expect earnings growth of 4% for the fourth quarter and 7.4% for all of 2022. For all of 2023, analysts are predicting earnings growth of 7.9%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 15.4, which is below the 5-year average of 18.6 and below the 10-year average of 17.1, It is also below the forward P.E. ratio of 15.8, recorded at the end of the second quarter, as both the price of the index and the forward EPS estimate have decreased since June 30th. And during the week, four S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the third quarter. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is revisions to earnings estimates for S&P 500 companies by analysts for the third quarter. Given the decline in U.S. GDP in the first quarter and the second quarter, did analysts lower EPS estimates more than normal for S&P 500 companies for the third quarter? The answer is yes. During the third quarter, analysts lowered EPS estimates for the quarter by a larger margin than average. Now, we typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter decreased by 6.6% from June 30th to September 29th. Now, in a typical quarter, analysts usually do reduce earnings estimates during the quarter. During the past five years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 2.3%. During the past 10 years, the average decline has been 3.3%. During the past 15 years, the average decline has been 4.8%. And during the past 20 years, the average decline has been 3.8%. Thus, the decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate recorded during the third quarter was larger than the 5-year average, the 10-year average, the 15-year average, and the 20-year average. The third quarter also marked the largest decrease in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter since the second quarter of 2020. At the sector level, 
10 of the 11 sectors witnessed a decrease in their bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter from June 30th to September 29th, led by the materials sector at negative 14.9%, the communication services sector at negative 13.1%, and the consumer discretionary sector at negative 11.9%. On the other hand, the energy sector at plus 7.9% is the only sector that recorded an increase in its bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter during this time. While analysts were decreasing EPS estimates in aggregate for the third quarter, they were also decreasing EPS estimates in aggregate for the fourth quarter. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the fourth quarter declined by 4.5% from June 30th to September 29th. So given the decreases in the bottom-up EPS estimates for the third quarter and the fourth quarter, which were partially offset by the increase in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the second quarter, analysts also decreased EPS estimates for all of 2022 during this period. The calendar year 2022 bottom-up EPS estimate declined by 2.3% from June 30th to September 29th. At the sector level, nine sectors witnessed a decrease in their bottom-up EPS estimate for 2022 from June 30th to September 29th, led by the consumer discretionary sector at negative 8.8% and the communication services sector at negative 8.5%. On the other hand, two sectors witnessed an increase in their bottom-up EPS estimate for 2022 during this time, led by the energy sector at plus 11.4%. In addition, analysts lowered earnings estimates for 2023 during this time, as the bottom-up EPS estimate for 2023 decreased by 3.5% from June 30th to September 29th. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is earnings guidance issued by S&P 500 companies for the third quarter. Despite analysts revising earnings estimates down by a larger margin for Q3 relative to recent quarters, Companies have been more positive in their earnings guidance for Q3 relative to the past two quarters. Now, in determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. Overall, 106 S&P 500 companies have issued quarterly EPS guidance for the third quarter. Of these companies, 65 have issued negative guidance and 41 have issued positive guidance. The number of companies issuing positive guidance is above the five-year average of 39 and above the 10-year average of 32. This number is also above the number of companies issuing positive EPS guidance for Q1 at 29 and Q2 at 32. On the other hand, the number of companies issuing negative EPS guidance is above the 5-year average of 58, but below the 10-year average of 66. This number is also below the number of companies issuing negative guidance for the first quarter at 68 and for the second quarter at 72. Thus, compared to the second quarter, Nine more companies have issued positive EPS guidance for the third quarter, and seven fewer companies have issued negative EPS guidance for the quarter. At the sector level, the real estate, industrials, and consumer discretionary sectors have recorded both the largest increases in the number of companies issuing positive earnings guidance and the largest decreases in the number of companies issuing negative earnings guidance for the third quarter compared to the second quarter. In light of the more positive shift in EPS guidance in Q3 compared to Q2, How has the market reacted to positive and negative EPS guidance issued by S&P 500 companies for the third quarter? While the market is rewarding S&P 500 companies issuing positive EPS guidance for Q3 more than average, while also punishing S&P 500 companies that have issued negative EPS guidance for Q3 more than average. Companies that have issued positive EPS guidance for Q3 have seen an average price increase of 3.1% two days before the guidance was issued, through two days after the guidance was issued. 
This percentage is above the five-year average increase of 2.1% for companies issuing positive EPS guidance. One example of a company that issued positive EPS guidance for Q3 and saw a substantial price increase is Lennar. On June 21st, the company stated that it expected to report EPS between $4.55 and $5.45 for the third quarter. The midpoint of this guidance range was $5 even, which was above the mean EPS estimate of $4.71 on that date. From June 16th to June 23rd, the stock price for Lennar increased by 9.6%. On the other hand, companies that have issued negative EPS guidance for Q3 have seen an average price decrease of 2.2% two days before the guidance was issued through two days after the guidance was issued. This percentage is also larger than the five-year average decrease of 0.8%. One example of a company that issued negative EPS guidance for Q3 and saw a substantial price decrease is Nucor. On September 14th, the company stated that it expected to report EPS between $6.30 and $6.40 for the third quarter. The midpoint of this guidance was $6.35, which was below the mean EPS estimate of $7.39 on that date. From September 12th to September 16th, the stock price for Nucor decreased by 17.4%. Given concerns about a declining economy and rising interest rates, the market will likely be even more focused than normal on EPS guidance issued by S&P 500 companies for the fourth quarter of 2022 and for all of 2023 on their earnings calls for the third quarter of 2022. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. (music) 